Welcome to Antique Dust Pop-Up Podcasts. Hello and welcome to Antique Dust. I'm Jonathan. I'm Rob. And together we are Antique Antique Dust. Today we are doing the pop-up podcast, the lovely pop-up podcast. The plop, 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 plop. La, 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 la. Don't have that after a couple of glasses of sherry. Um, we don't drink sherry, we, don't, we are teetotal. Mm, yes, don't look at the bottle bank. Um, right, we have just watched our Vida's Den pet, Why I? Apologies to anyone from the northeast. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Biker, biker, biker. It's not going to get any better. <laughs> that's for sure. That's so, for sure. So, Our is a, a fabulous, fabulous TV series that was super, super popular in the eighties, and it is about a ragtag uh, sort of group of builders that are in builders, pre- builders, builders, builders um, that are um, in a very depressed UK. And they are go. They're going over to work on a building site. I know it sounds thrilling, doesn't it? Uh, in Dusseldorf, and uh, of course, so Dusseldorf is a delightful, delightful. Actually, Dusseldorf city. is really nice. Is it? Oh yeah. I mean, I have I have spent time in Dusseldorf. Dusseldorf is really the banking area. And it's I thought fr- that was Frankfurt. Well, Frankfurt is, but you've got other uh, so the banks. Oh. Like it's it's a really really financy driven place. Because mm-hmm. I used to go to Cologne a lot. I used to, cause they used to do fifteen pound flights. I used to go like once a month. Those were the days. I know Those Fif- were the fifteen days. pounds both ways. That was including tax. So it was actually cheaper to go to fly out on a Friday and come back on a Sunday, and um, then it was to have a night out on a Friday and Saturday night. So we used to get on the plane Friday and get back on Sunday after Sunday evening and have a jolly time because it was super cheap um so cologne's lovely because that's very media central so that's very jonathan friendly and uh, sometimes we got on the train to go to um dusseldorf and that was very very lovely because they're gorgeous gorgeous glamorous restaurants and every other car was a porsche um, yeah. we didn't see much of that in the episode that we watched though no that was more build anxiety um so the we meet the main characters um which Tell us who they are, Jonathan. Tell the, us who they are. The main characters, you've got Jimmy Nail, that's playing Oz, and uh, you've got Tim Healy, that's playing another person, and then you've got the lovely, lovely person. That's playing another person. And that, you've got, that's very insightful, and you've got, Jonathan. This is Antique Dust from the Future. Tim Healy played Dennis Patterson. We've got the fabulous Kevin Watley, that was in the gorgeous, gorgeous... Um, Inspector Morse. Inspector Morse. And Lewis. And Lewis. And he played Lewis. And he's also in some another good drama series about an insurance assessor. 
It doesn't sound very excited, but then again, neither does <laughs> neither does a, does a group set, of builders. Set in an exciting, <laughs> thrilling world of insurance, insurance, of insurance assessment. Yay. Yay. <laughs> so we meet them. I'd watch it. We, we meet them where you've got the uh, the Jimmy Nail character Oz. chewing Oz, chewing the scenery. Because um, <laughs> this was, uh, if anyone isn't familiar with uh, Jimmy Nail. He's not the most atypical actory type of person, but he did sort of capture the nation because he was so different. This was his first audition he went to, and he nailed. He got the got the position, and then he he'd never acted before, and it, it sort of shows. And there's a story that I've read about with regards to, to, from uh, Tim Healy, and he said. Uh, obviously Tim Healy was a sort of a seasoned actor he'd been in various bits and pieces in the past and the, and Jimmy Nail was just trying to get his lines out when other people hadn't finished their lines and he had to take him to one side and say look we all get a chance you, they're your lines and that's your moment so wait till the lines are finished and I think that was a good piece of advice apparently when they rebooted the series a few years later uh, when it went from, I think it went to BBC, didn't it? It, went, it was it on did. ITV first, mm -hmm. and then it went to BBC, then it got taken over by BBC. Yeah. And then I think... Many that, years later. But Jimmy Nail, by that time, was a quite big star on UK TV. He was huge. Yeah, because he did Spender. I really liked Spender. That was set in Newcastle, where he was some sort of private dick. And then he, he did, did that for about two, three series, and it was quite gritty. And then he did Crocodile Shoes, which was about a country singer based in the UK. That didn't do as well, but yeah, overall, it was, yeah. But it was his first acting role. So anyway, you've got the three characters that are on the boat. You've got a Tim Healy character um, that is having a drink with Oz at the bar and uh, <laughs> the other chap throwing up because he doesn't doesn't travel very well. And they're on a ferry. They're on a ferry, a sort of a, a cross-channel ferry. <laughs> Uh, so you get the general storyline with a with a flashback. Tim Healy's character has uh, broken up with his wife. Um, the uh, oh god, what was the other one? The, um, the oh god, I, can't, I can't remember the name of the character that uh, Kevin Watley. What the Neville? Oh yeah, Neville. Neville. So you've got Neville who is going so he can sort of provide for his wife. His wife is a bit moany and whingy. And he's going away and doesn't uh, and sort of doesn't like her, the idea of her being on her own, etc. So he's just going away to make some money so they can buy a semi-detached house with a driveway. Um, and obviously Jimmy Nail is there, just as Jimmy Nail. Just to, we don't really get much of a backstory of him, do we? Well, not in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, they arrive. Arrive. To maybe the maybe in subsequent episodes we find out all about them, but I can only go by this episode. Well, this episode. So it's, it's the setup, and that they're, they're traveling to the building site. So they go to the building. They, they get off the, the ferry. Um, they can't offer another builder a a, a, a lift. Uh, because or they don't. Or they don't. They don't offer the builder a lift. So there's a bit of antagonism there. Uh, they get to the building site where it comes apparent that Neville has been told. Well, Neville's got the job because he's a joiner, but Neville's a bricklayer, so and so he's he's a bit upset about that. And then we meet another the, the ragtag sort of 
building lot they're living living in a in a dormitory um on the building on side. the building site which is looks like it's, it's like a big shed with these single beds it looks like they've they've, they've just nicked the scene off uh, nick the, the the site the set of uh the great escape <laughs> well that, that joke is made in the in the episode oh is it yeah. oh I, I missed that okay, yeah. <laughs> and they're, they're whistling uh, colonel bogey or whatever it is from the yeah, so th- this this episode is is literally setting up all the characters and what they are, what, and so who they are and what they are. We also meet, uh, oh gosh, a really really cracking Timothy Spall is in this. It's one of his first acting, one of his his earlier acting roles. Now Timothy Spall is a massive movie star now, a super character actor, and he plays this very very boring chap from the Midlands, and uh, he keeps showing people his postcard collection and his polaroids of where he's been and he drives around on a motorbike um so i think he's like the comic relief character and then you've got a whole selection of other ragtag people um which just they they, they just they don't say much but they they say everything so when you meet them you know you know who, who what type of person they are and and what type of things they're going to get up to. And I just think it was just gorgeous. I mean, the general storyline of it, so you set, you can tell they're blokey blokes because they were going off to a broth. Some of them were going off to the brothel when they're going out for some drinking. And then Neville decides that he wants to go home because he, it's not working for him. He's He's got a splinter or it hurt his hand. And then decides to go on one night out and wins lots of money and uh, ends up he can't go home because he's got a tattoo um, with a girl's name on it and he can't remember how he's got it but he's got lots of money so that sort of sets the comic mm-hmm. relief in there yeah it's a comedy drama it is a comedy drama, it a comedy uh, drama. it's more comedy that, comedy than, than drama but i think it was it, it, it it's like if the voice from the black stuff was it was it was i think it was a take on that but it was a slight more comic relief rather than the desperate economic mm. do you know who created this no who created this frank rodham should i know him you might know something else that he created what else did he create master chef really yes <laughs> Bizarre. <laughs> bizarre, but there you go. Oh my god. Yes. So he decided script writing wasn't for him and then decides to, to, to do things so focused around a souffle. Uh, I think Master Chef might have come before this, actually. I'm trying to. Really? To remember. Master Chef. Really Has Master Chef been going for that long? This was done in well, early Chef's 80s. Master Chef's been going for a young. I, I can't remember. I might be wrong. But let's not get hooped up on. No, so, uh, um, uh, yeah, so it was, this was done in 83. I didn't know MasterChef was on at that time. I thought MasterChef... Maybe it's not. No. Let's, let's, <gasps> let's, not, let's, let's not litigate no. a federal case about it. No, that. so, but yeah, I thought it was just incredibly jolly. It was very shaky, <laughs> as in the filming of it. You mean the, uh, the, it, the, the camera work? And it was very low budget. And I feel, I, I, I really quite liked it because the characters created the, the well there was, no, there was no special effects there's there no was, special there, effects there was no there was no alien visitors and it does, didn't see many hard hats being used on the building well, site either back then back then you know, oh. health and safety path. health and safety yeah. <laughs> there is no harm apart from the occasional 
head injury. <laughs> Would have anyone noticed? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so, uh, Arvida's Empire, just a general rundown of it. It went for five series. The first two were on ITV. Uh, the first series was set, uh, set in Dusseldorf. The second one was done, I think, in a country house in the UK. And then that ended. And then they did something with somewhere in Asia and then doing a bridge. And then yeah, there was a, Christ- to, there was a Christmas Thailand, Sheffield. didn't they? Went to Thailand. Went to Bangkok. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So they were doing something in Wolverhampton for Series they were 2. Doing something in Wolverhampton. They were doing a house in Wolverhampton on Series 2. Series 3. There was one where they were sort of demolishing a bridge or. They were or building a bridge. Building and a bridge or doing, there was something dodgy about the, about the bridge, I seem to remember. Yeah, so there was something dodgy. They were, they were moving the Middlesbrough Transporter Bridge um, and moving it over. Yeah, but nobody in Middlesbrough actually knew that they were going to be doing it. No. Uh, and then there was something on the uh, doing a building job um, for an ambassador. And then there was there was a there was a series there was a Christmas a two part special, which was shot in Bangkok and Chiang Mai. Mm. So um, so they went to they. They didn't. The first two series wasn't particularly glamorous, um, but I always remembered it was. I always remembered fondly of it because I think it was repeated constantly, and I think it because it was very male centric, and so it was quite boisterous and yet quite emotional, as well. It uh, had heart. They did. It and had heart, Jonathan. I, yeah, and I thought, yeah, I think that's that's part of one of the charms of it because. Everyone's got their individual stories, and we've all got our stories. Yeah, all, all, all got the stories, and but they were interesting stories, and they were they were kitchen sink stories. But there was, it was domestic. Yeah, it was, it, it, it was even even though it was technically international at some points, it was fundamentally it was it it was a domestic story. It was set on a building site. It was set in a in a wooden hut. Yeah, and I think that's what's quite interesting. It, it felt a little bit like a play for today, you know, where it, it was sort of a couple of sets. Yeah, you could imagine it being a, a one-off. Yeah, a one-off drama, and you could quite easily imagine it being a theatre production. It had that sort of essence about it because it was it, an intimacy. There was an intimacy. It was, and I think I think that's and I think that's I, I think they took exported it with the other ones. Um, well, not the one in Wolverhampton, but in the later series when they rebooted. Um, and although it had its charm, and obviously the, it created it, it created revenue for its uh, popularity, it just didn't have the same essence because in the end of series two, one of the main characters, uh, the actor actually died halfway through production. They'd done all the external work. Um, all the, sorry, all the internal work, and then when they were doing the things on location, they couldn't, they couldn't do that. Or it was one way. Or the other. I'm not sure if they'd, they'd done all the internal, in, in internal scripting. And oh no, hold on, no, they hadn't done. Oh, I'm getting all mixed, topsy turvy. Um, they'd done all the all 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 on location stuff. Yeah, gen- generally speaking, that's that's the order that these things are done. In they the did. They've done all the location, uh, all the location stuff. Uh, then he died, and and all the internal when they're doing the, all when, the in the studio in studio stuff. 
because he died, they all had to make excuses for him not to be yeah. there. And they used they used a body double in some, in some yeah. from the back of the head sort of thing. But they made a lot of excuses for why he wasn't he wasn't around. Yeah, uh, which is I mean, it's sad. It, it is very sad. And but it's it's at least they could they could do that because I think I don't I don't know of any other productions where the actors have died. Oh, actually, no, there has been. Is that there has been loads. Lords. There was there was that sitcom in America, and he died on set, literally, and the three episodes in, sort of dating my sister or something like, or dating my daughter. Um, yeah, it's like ten rules for dating my daughter. Yeah, and some, and, like and then he 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 passed away, but he was a very well known and beloved actor, and uh, yeah, and they tried to muddle through, but it didn't didn't work. Um, but at least they got two series, and then I think they introduced another character. For, for the for later three reboots sort of thing but yeah do you think there's a market for this type of thing again well i think there, there is a there's, well there's, there's loads of dramas you know there's loads and loads of dramas can you invent can you think of anything which is male centric that's come out in the last 10 years which uh, that is like this where it's it's all about the men it's all very male oriented. I mean, I think we had Soldier Soldier, yeah. but then Soldier Soldier was what, London's Burning. That's we're going a bit further back, isn't it? That's go. That's London's Burning now. was about the same time as Arvida's Empire, I think. Mm. Um, but maybe there isn't an appetite for male centric drama these I days. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I mean Soldier Soldier, but that was that was going to be called Soldiers' Wives because it was. But then they realised how good the soldiers were, so because it was focusing on the wives also as the as well as the soldiers and the, their their dramas, so it's quite a nicely balanced. That's why it went for so long. But I think it would probably I think a male. I, mean, I think if you were to turn that argument on its head slightly, you could you could argue that from 1950 to 1990, pretty much every drama was male centric. You know, from police dramas, you know, Sweeney and Minder and all of all of that, all of that stuff. Was the women were just ancillary. Yeah, Dolly the, the, the women were the, the were were the on were either the nagging wife, you know, the the are indoors thing, or the siren. Yeah, yeah, but were essentially disposable when the drama centered around the male characters. So perhaps you could say that maybe there is more. Um, I, d I don't know. I'm just uh, talk, talk, talk off the off the cuff yeah. here, but maybe there is a greater degree of uh, equality in drama now than there than, than there was, and maybe we shouldn't be looking for a return to to male centric drama, or maybe we should. I don't know. I, I, and I think I, I think how, if you had a male centric drama with 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 Arvidas and you had every character. You had the ladies' man, which was like the rock star punk one. That was the character that died in the end of the series. The actor who died. You had Bomber, who was a big rufty tufty guy with a heart of gold, big bearded Scottish guy. Um, then was you had Scottish. Was he? Was he not Scottish? I thought he was Scottish. No. Uh, or maybe he looked like a Scottish actor. It was very similar. <laughs> um, yeah, you're, you're confusing him with. Um, I, I think I know who you're confusing with, but I can't remember his name. Yeah, uh, they're quite similar. Well, he's like from the West Country. He's like a real Bristolian. Oh kind yeah, of yeah. Um, and then you had Tim Healy, who was licking his wounds after a, a sort of separated separated from his wife. You had the uh, Neville 
character who was trying to do his best to provide for his family. Then you had the, the other two cat. We had Jimmy Nail that was just just there Jimmy Nail Jimmy Nail being sort of it was a blokey bloke 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 nothing really bothered him he was just there to earn a bit of money to have a few jars and enjoy enjoy life so you had every single type of atypical bloke and I think for a a, a lady or a, a woman watching it it'd probably give maybe a bit of insight to the types and sort of ha their motivations and things like that and that would create that sort of interesting thing um, so I mean with regard, I can't, it's really particular lady lady centric dramas I mean you have I mean, apart from the like the same Charlie's Angels or Cat's Eyes Jasper you've got a gentle touch but that was being a victim that sort of sort of, sort of feminist <laughs> well not being a victim but was was fighting against the the regime yeah. that was but when when you consider those those dramas back then they were almost like newsworthy because they were so they had female protagonists yeah um it was like oh my goodness juliet bravo <gasps> the inspector's a woman gasp oh. gasp shock horror and then you had L the linda laplante who's fabulous Fab widows widows and and I mean, she was a great actress in her own right, but she 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 started writing because she was sick of doing the victim thing. But she was in the last acting role I think she did, which was uh, was in Bergerac, which we yes. covered on one of our Bergerac yeah. episodes. Listen back to our Bergerac podcast. Yeah, you'll hear yeah. us talking about Linda Laplante. We've the first three series. We've got more to come. More to come. <laughs> <laughs> You've been warned. Yeah, um, I suppose another male-centric one. Um, is Robin of Sherwood. We're doing another podcast on that later because we watched the very first two episodes of that, which was a double-hander. Um, you had Maid Marian, mm -hmm. but the rest of it was the ragtag sort of blokes, men, um, in that heroic, but I think they're still quite in touch with themselves sort of mm -hmm. thing. So. But when you think about it, you know, you just made me think about the reboot of Ghostbusters with a female cast and the the that created such an yeah, uproar, didn't the, it? The, the outcry amongst, let's to be fair, a certain type of type person. of person. It, in fairness, it, it it had the premise. It had some really good actors, and they did have. I have seen it, but I think it it could have. It the script wasn't great, and it just felt like it was cobbled together and they were trying to recreate the original Ghostbusters but just trying to update it a bit with the couple, it, it just didn't really work and yet now they're bringing back Ghost they're bringing back Ghostbusters 3 in the same sort of vein that's got one of the actors from Stranger Things in it so I think that, that was supposed to come out this year but because of this whole pandemic situation Everything's been pushed back and back and back. Well, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. So, but uh, I'll read the template. It's of its time. I don't know if it would could... you. Would you? Would you want to sit down and watch all of it? No. That's that's the that's the acid test, isn't it? Would you want to watch any more of it? No. Um, I think it's it it's quite nostalgic, but it's not something I'd want to buy the whole DVD box set and then devour. And then watch again and again and again. I think it it's of its moment. It was very innovative at its time, 
but now it looks a little bit dated. It's nice to have a dip in. And I think if, for example, I was flicking through the channels and I was an episode, I might linger on it for a little bit longer and, and give it and give it time. But I don't think it's something which it, uh, parts of it annoyed me um, with regards to sort of the, the, how they portrayed ladies uh, in the in the bars and that sort of thing. It just felt very stereotypical and very very eighties. Yeah, mm. like the whole Dolly Bird, and they were going to the brothels, and they had yeah. the same type of brothel that sort of. That sort of like the the frow line, and you had the sexy one, yeah. then you had the I mean, slightly sturdy one. Yeah, I think that would be um, that would be frowned. That on. would be problematical. Yeah, today, and and quite rightly so. Yeah, and so I just thought, yeah, it's it's not. Yeah, it it was very in. It was really interesting. I mean, it was like when we watched. So we we recently watched London's Burning. We're going to do one on that sort of. In, in a few weeks' God, time, there's no stopping us. There's no, there's stopping, no stopping us. us. Yeah, we keep watching all this old TV. old TV, and you know, it's almost like that was our whole reason. Detra is watching I know, classic TV. Nostalgia just, TV. Oh, who bizarre. knew? You can find us on all the social media platforms at Antique Dust. Uh, so <laughs> only if you want. Only if you want. Only yeah. if you Please want. inbox us. We're needy. Please subscribe. Click the inbox. We haven't set a Patreon. Patron page up yet? Like, see, there's so many other people are. Please pay us. Pay us to sit and talk nonsense. Nonsense. So I think it is. It is of its time. It was very innovative at its time. I think. I don't think it. I don't know how it would be made now. I mean, it could well. It. I think if it was to be made now, um, it would have to have a more diverse cast. Yeah, and I think you'd have to have. Sort of gay, sort of, sort of the standard gay. You'd have to have a gay, not standard gay for the, no, the no stan- gay is standard. standard gay. It's not standard, but I think you'd have to have a gay, a gay storyline. You'd have to have something else that was going on. Well, you'd have, you'd have to have uh, female characters that weren't dolly birds and or weren't a raging, in a raging sort of, sort of, uh, sort of lesbian, massive lesbian with a, with all the drill bits and a black and decker workmate. Um, at the same time, you know, you wouldn't want a Dolly Bird character with a Black and Decker drill either. I think it would be quite. Uh, I think it would be quite hard to to make this in a way that didn't feel like they were forced, trying to pander pander or, to every single. Yeah, I think that would, that would be hard to do. I think. Um, but I mean, but what do I know? Yeah, I mean, maybe I wonder if people in Poland and Romania where all they've, they've come over to work on the fields. And and uh, uh, sort of and building sites in the Britain. I wonder if they, I wonder if they would be interested to see that sort of their <laughs> sort, of, <laughs> sort of the sort of the the shoes on the other 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 foot sort of thing. <laughs> I wonder if they'd watch people going to England uh, to make their fortune. But then again, I don't think anyone can make their fortune in England at the moment. It's all a bit all a bit down the pan. But but yeah, I mean, do you want to hear my uh, my Tim Healy story? Go on, then. I have my Tim Healy story. Tell us your Tim Healy story. Um, when I was an estate agent working in the, the Golden Triangle, which is sort of the Audley Edge, uh, Presbury, and uh, Wilmslow, I was showing properties, and he and his wife, who was, I think she's on, she used to be on Loose Women, 
Um, she was in Soldier Soldier. She she was the she was the landlady of Coronation Street. Um, but I think they're not together anymore. But I was showing them around. Not there. Doris Speed. No, no, no. It wasn't <laughs> Mrs. Walker. No. <laughs> so, uh, and I was showing this uh, this very lovely, delightful house. Um, nice big detached. And I pulled up, and they pulled up, and their car was playing up, and he'd got a new petrol for he's got a new uh four by four and he had put i, I think he'd, he'd put petrol in his d in the diesel tank because it was brand new so um oops they were having a a little bit of a, a domestic a heated discussion on the driveway because when they got there and there was like there was it was it wasn't smoke billowing out like in the wacky races but the car wasn't going very quickly and then it suddenly dawned on them that they'd actually put the wrong fuel in the car. So that's my story. Didn't buy the house either. Well, Didn't they probably had to. <laughs> they, they, pro they probably had bigger things to worry about, like replacing the engine of their car. They were very pol polite, but uh, sort of when I was showing them around, because it was, I think, four or five bedrooms, and so I was showing them down upstairs, and then as we were going up the stairs, you could hear the, the, the argument. <laughs> escalated. Fortunately, I said, "I don't need to describe the bedrooms. I'll I'll wait down here while you go up here." And you could hear sort of one of the doors or the bedroom shutting, and there was like raised voices behind the door. But yeah, so that's my Tim Healy story. And I now don't, I don't have any stories. <laughs> You'll be pleased to hear. <laughs> so, but they were very very charming and very very lovely. Um, but a bit grumpy uh, yeah so but yeah so overall it was an it was a good episode it was nice to dip in it was that like bit of a nostalgia because i always remember cause it was on i think at nine o'clock at night and i think cause it was 84 i was 11 and it was i think it was on a week night and it was a school night it was, i think it was a school it's, night so little johnny would be tucked up in bed i think it was one of those things where it I, I sometimes I could watch an episode, sometimes I couldn't watch an episode, and I had a black and white television, so I always sort of tuned in very, very, and it was on very silent. With one, I had a cable, you know, with, with one with ear a single piece, earpiece, a single yes, earpiece. I remember that with a, a, a long earpiece, and the television was just that little bit further away. So I was like leaning over from the duvet, um, um, sort of outside the bed, uh, so I could reach the the earpiece to watch. <laughs> to watch the show oh. what things you did when you were a kid oh I bonkers know. uh anyway Young people today they have no idea anyway the, i think the we, struggle that we had the struggle i know i said well i think we only had what was it three channels at the time or well, maybe channel four but channel four might have come out i always remember when i tuned well, channel four but it was 1982 i think when so channel, channel four, four may have come out yes because i i, I remember because we lived we lived in North Cheshire. We lived in a little village called Liver. We'd moved up from London by then. And I had this little black and white television with one of these these sort of circular aerials that you had to tweak a little bit, which came out of the, t the television. Um, and, and the TV, black and white television, had the tuning knob, which you had to tune, yeah, to tune, tune it in. And I always remember I tuned in because, because Cheshire is next door to Wales. And I tuned into this TV show, and it was Super Ted. And I was like, oh, Super Ted's on. Marvellous. I'll sit down and watch Super Ted in black and white. Um, and it was in Welsh. And Shock I, horror. I know. And I was, it was like, this doesn't sound like Super Ted. Have I had a stroke? I've had a stroke. 
and then I, they, they must channel four must have been out because i tuned in to brookside and that when i was tuning it in and i couldn't understand what they were saying again i thought that was welsh and i said no i'm picking up words maybe i'll pick welsh have i picked up welsh and it was scouse and i really couldn't <laughs> it took me a while to realize that no i can't understand what they're saying but then again i can sort of understand certain things because it was very scouse yeah. Well, apologies. <laughs> apologies to, to our Scouse listener. to any listeners <laughs> in, in Merseyside or thereabouts. So anyway, if anyone else has any lovely insights they have about Brookside, uh, Super Ted in Welsh, or Arvidas and Pet. Yes, the subject of the podcast. <laughs> subject of the podcast. <laughs> Please do uh, tune in on all social media platforms at Antique Dust. Um, if there's any TV shows you'd like us to watch and witter on about and reminisce about, please do inbox us at hello at antiquedust.co.uk. Uh, but in the meantime, it's Jonathan signing off. Farewell. And it's Rob saying goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye. You have been listening to an Antique Dust pop-up podcast.